So, uh, since then, a couple things for tonight. We are going to be sort of wrapping up our series on Lament and Justice tonight. Um, if you haven't been here over the past few weeks, you missed portions of that, I would encourage you to go back online, um, check out some of those messages. They've been powerful, they've been encouraging, they've been challenging. Um, tonight, uh, as we do wrap up that, and kind of before that, I just want to share something that I was sensing while we were worshiping tonight, and I, I think it, it connects to this in some ways, and um, eventually I'm going to invite Mr. Dorsey up to share some things with us as well. Um, and, um, but I, I just, I was thinking about our time and, and how we connect here and what it means for us to gather together on a Sunday and um, you know, just the portions of our corporate worship and really connecting with God and um, just these significant elements that are, maybe we don't think a lot about because they're part of every, pretty much every time we meet, but um, we worship in song, we pray, we connect through the word, we connect with each other. Um, what else? Um, those are the, the main ones, and we eat. Um, and I was just thinking tonight, um, I feel like God is wanting to challenge us to go deeper with him in a specific way. And I'm just really sensing that, um, you know, for some, it might be that you've been coming and you've been a part of this time and um, you've been challenged in, in, in terms of um, inability perhaps to engage or to go deeply in this time and you've thought maybe that means something about you, but I feel like God is in fact saying that um, just as a reminder that actually when we come together, it's meant to be the culmination of what God is already working in our lives individually. Um, I think, unfortunately, a lot of times for the church as a whole, this gathering can be sort of um, seen as a defining moment for us in our journey with God, rather than a culmination of the journey that's already happening with Him and the interactions that are already happening with Him day in, day out. And so I think when that gets switched, we can come to this time and um, leave wanting because um, it didn't, in fact, serve the purpose that we hoped it would because maybe the purpose has shifted from what it's intended to be. That doesn't mean that we can't come without something and receive and get something and walk away with more than we had. In fact, I think we should. Um, be able to have that happen. But I think it's imperative that we don't miss that this is um, meant to be a continuation of what God is already doing. And in fact, there's nothing that can replace, nothing in this time that can replace your individual connecting with God. And so um, along those same lines, I just get the sense that God is wanting to... Um, to just call each one of us deeper in that way. And, and I don't, I'm, this isn't singling anyone out because I feel like uh, regardless of where you're at, whether you're connecting with him or it's been a long time since that's happened, that God wants to take each one of us deeper and, and, and um, he's got so much more for us. 
And, and I feel like specific to that is that um, we would allow him to lead us into that. See, I feel like a lot of times when it comes to connecting with God and what we would call the spiritual disciplines, things like reading your Bible, praying, um, uh, worshiping, those kind of basic things, we, um, we feel like it's our burden. We feel like it's up to us to do that. And there is a, um, there is a action there that if we don't do it, nobody will. Um, but I believe that God is saying, in fact, it starts with the fact that he's called us to himself. He's called us to himself. He didn't call us to a list of things to do. He's called us to himself. And in calling us to himself, I feel like he wants to remind us that in calling us to himself, that he wants to lead us in that. He's the good shepherd. He wants to lead us into what it means to connect with them. Is that making sense? And so a very simple application in that, I believe that part of God wanting to take each one of us deeper is that there's something specific and unique to that for you and you and you and you. And that's why we can't just have this time because if we just have this time, we're missing out on this specific relationship that God wants to have with us. And yes, God speaks to us individually and differently in this time. We can hear the same word and hear different things. But I also think that there is um, a depth and an intimacy that it wants to have that is unique and individual to each one of us. And so if we aren't cultivating outside of this time, aren't cultivating that, um, then we're missing out on it. And in fact, I believe that there is a strength and a depth that God wants to create in your life that can't happen any other way. And even when we sing the type of songs that we're singing today, songs um, that are about declaring things, songs that are about believing things, songs that are about fighting for things, those, th those things come from a place of depth with God. And so it would make sense that we might be challenged in the sense that we're not connecting with some of that because we have to have that depth established for us. So this is kind of going on longer than I wanted to, which is normal for me, but um, I, I want to say this. I really think, um, in terms of practical application, that there is a specific way that God is wanting to connect with each one of us. And I want to invite us, I want to invite you to ask him what that might be. And I, I believe that it's, all of those things, even that I mentioned, are beneficial. And sometimes, though, we, we kind of approach time with God like a checklist. I'm going to read a little bit of the Bible. I'm going to pray a little bit. I'm going to maybe sing a song or two. But I feel like um, maybe there's a season where God wants to take you deeper in one specific area. And that doesn't mean you don't visit those other ones, but I feel like uh, for some of you, it's going to be in the area of worship. And maybe currently, you don't connect with God through song during the week, but he actually is saying, I want to do something meaningful in that area of your life, um, where actually, as you start your day, you would start your day in song with me, and that actually there would be a heart connection that's taking place before you even get to thinking... Um, 
a certain way or, or before your, your mind even starts going that your heart would connect to God through song. I feel like for others, it's, it's through the word and maybe you connect easily through worship and, and prayer, but God's saying, I want to actually take you deeper in my word and, and you feel like that isn't something you're good at. But I feel like God is going to give you a grace to be able to open up the word and to understand it better than the best commentary could explain it to you. Because the Holy Spirit is that. And he wants to be that for you. And for some of you, that's how you're going to know it's actually God speaking to you. Because you're going to say, I've read this before and it didn't make sense. But now it's actually making sense to me and it's speaking to my heart. For some, it's going to be in prayer. And where prayer is felt like a labor, I feel like God is going to give you a grace in prayer. Where, one, it's going to feel like breathing. It's going to just be natural. And, and maybe it won't be overly intense, but it'll just be something that begins to happen. And just like breathing, it will be this intimate exchange. It will be actually something that rather than um, draining you, gives you life. So I just want to pray into that. I want to pray into that. And I want you to listen as we pray. And I just want to, I want us to ask God, God, what might it be? And there might be something I didn't list there because those are just kind of the tip of the iceberg of ways we can connect with God. Um, but I, I feel like there's something specific for each one of us. So if you want that and you want to go deeper, I just want to invite you to expect God to speak to you either in this time or sometime after this along those lines. And just as surely as um, he does, I believe he's going to provide the grace for that to happen. So let's pray into that. Hey God, we just open our ears, we open our hearts, and we open our hands to receive from you. God, thank you that you're so good to us. Thank you that you, you are full of good gifts. And you're longing to pour out more of your abundance, God. And our confession is that too often we've been distracted. Too often we've been satisfied with lesser things. Too often, God, um, we haven't had um, an expectation, God, or a belief that you could or that you would or that you wanted to do what you promised, what you said you would, and what you paid a price to be ours. So God, um, God, we just want to confess that and we want those things to be out of the way so that we could experience you in a greater way. And I thank you as we um, head towards celebrating the resurrection and all that it um, accomplished, God. It's, it's along these lines. It's knowing you. It's, it's being with you. It's, it's, it's not just coming to a, a corporate event, but it's the privilege of of waking up every morning and knowing that you're there and knowing that we can hear from you and that that you want to hear from us and that you want to speak to us, God. And so, God, let us make space for that. And Holy Spirit, we ask, just as certainly as you died for each one of us, Jesus, Holy Spirit, we ask that you would speak to us with your unique vision and plan for our lives and um, with a sense even now of how you want to pour out your truth and how you want to lead us into that. 
And maybe it's something we hadn't thought of before. Maybe it's something that we never thought we were good at, so we wrote it off. Or maybe it's something that um, has just been mundane or arduous whenever we've done it. But you want to breathe life on it, God. And I pray as you do that it would be evidence that you're moving in a new way. And God, I, I, I pray that as you do that, God, we're just believing and knowing that there's, there's a momentum that you're going to create in our lives, that as we come together, we're going to see the fruit of it. And as we go out, God, we're going to see the fruit of it. So Lord, I ask that you to do that in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, so I just want to connect that to what we're talking about tonight. And I feel like as we've been in this series on lament and justice, um, you know, I mentioned a few weeks ago that one of the, perhaps the more challenging things has been navigating, um, perhaps being in a place where you've yet to feel some of the things we're talking about, or you've yet to connect with some of the, the challenges, or you've yet to feel, uh, know what to do, any of that. Um, and I, I, I just feel like what, what I just mentioned is in fact the starting place for all of this. Just as justice is in the heart of God, um, if we want to um, share his heart, then we have to connect with him. We've got to make getting to know him um, fundamental. I, I believe that if we separate those two things, then we'll miss the point. Um, along those same lines I believe just as lament is in God's heart I don't think we can truly ever get there except for arriving by that, at that place through letting him reveal what he wants to reveal and letting him connect our hearts to the truth and letting the Holy Spirit do what he wants to do to get us there and so I just I feel like I was encouraged this weekend by this, this truth that in that way, I just want to give you permission to know that you're free and that the pressure is off in this. And, and that doesn't mean that there's not a response that's needed, but the gospel is, is, um, is something that we first receive. And, and it's not a burden. Um, it doesn't make mean that it's easy, but it's not uh, a burden. And so I just believe that in some ways, if you've been feeling that, you've been feeling this weight that is um, um, not of God, then you, you can just let go of it. Um, and I want to point us back to you. Just the simplicity of connecting with him. And as it relates to the things we've been talking about over the last few weeks, I'm not saying forget those things because they matter. They matter deeply and it's why we're talking about them. But I, I want to I wanna, um, remind us that it's in the context of relationship with God that he's going to help work out what needs to happen in each one of our lives as it relates to those things. Okay? So, with that in mind, I want to encourage you to let him do that work and to invite him to do that work because we can resist and we can 
um, ignore and we can um, be stubborn. So we want to say, God, help us to get there. Um, I want to invite John up and segue to some things that he's going to share, I think, that are on a practical note um, along those same lines. You guys welcome, John. So um, I talk about these topics and issues that I've been talking about for the last few weeks. Um, Occasionally, and I attend events where these topics are discussed as well. And sometimes when I talk about uh, these things, uh, I'm asked the question, and the same question is asked at those events, what can I do? And it's asked by well-intentioned people, people of goodwill that feel like they should do something. But I think that for the most part, these people, well-intentioned and of goodwill, are feeling uh, some form of sympathy in the moment but there are no substantial fruits that will bear fruit. I've listened to radio broadcasts and conference talks on these topics, and the speakers have given clear calls to action. And more than likely, 99% of the audience doesn't do anything. They feel like, I really should, but they don't. If 99% did, every time there was a call for action uh, up front, then we would not need corrective justice. But they feel good because they were in the place, because their ears heard about a thing that could be done, about a thing that they now feel bad about, but they still feel good that they were at least there. And I'm talking about myself here too. It took me a couple times of saying, I really should give to the leaders of the beautiful struggle over the course of being in a live audience where one of their members spoke at least three times and hearing them on the radio as well, many times before I actually did. But before that, I felt good about just being in the room and learning how bad things were, but not bad enough that I had to do something about it. But I finally did it, and when I did, it was not because they asked me to, but because I could not not support them. Something had taken root and was beginning to grow. I think we need to make sure that we are not placing a burden on people as much as inviting them into a call that Christ gives all believers to take a joke upon themselves. There is something that needs to happen in the spirit of a person, something that compels them to find a way to have to do something about an injustice, a lament that can only result in action and sacrifice. When I first started getting asked, what can I do? I started telling people what they could do to address the thing that I had a passion for, but no one did except my wife um, because they never had that same passion. If something is not high on your priority list, you will not make it a priority. You will not sacrifice for something you are not invested in. And there are many things on people's lists already. The expanse of injustices is wide. The deleted scenes and cut for time parts from my message notes included laments over those who commit suicide and are depressed and burdened and feel so alone that they go to that point of gun violence, mass shootings, and the havoc wreaked not just on victims but on survivors and the love, worship, and veneration of the gun of violence in general, and addiction, and sexual violence, and its link to pornography, or vice versa, and we both, on the violence committed in that industry, and its adaptability, efficiency, and its fallout, sex trafficking, and the injustice of churches covering up sexual immorality committed by those in power, and protected by the same, and so maintained and reproduced. Against the most vulnerable, on abortion, and the feelings of condemnation that may be leveled at those who have abortions, 
level primarily by the number of strike, and on conditions of an environment that sends the message that the context in which that child would be born would be hostile to that child, would be impoverished, that there would not be a life more abundant, no pursuit of happiness, and a lament for those mothers who feel that that cost may not, that the cost of the child may be too great in more ways than just money. Or environmental degradation of air pollution and practical, the, the, uh, the rise of asthma, of lead and water, of the defrauding, even today, of the land of native peoples, Standing Rock, Dakota Access Pipeline, just a few years ago. But my initial thought when I'm asked, what can I do, what action can I take, was to tell someone how they could support the cause that I believe in and that I burned for. But the problem is that they didn't have that same belief, or they did, but they didn't have that same burden. It is unreasonable for me to expect someone who is not black and not from Baltimore to make it a priority to support an organization that seeks to protect and develop a black Baltimore, which is the organization I always told them about. They don't feel for it like I feel for it. What we are doing when we ask people to act is we are asking them to sacrifice. We are asking them to pay a price for a cause. And some people are willing to sacrifice for the cause of another and solely for the sake of the other, but most are not. And if they are, it is not long-lasting. There are no roots, or no deep roots. And again, I think that it is unreasonable to expect them to, or to expect them to sacrifice in that way, as I've learned from experience. So what I propose is inviting us to take something that, something that does cause us to lament, each person individually in this room, and to make something about it, to create something about it, or to study it in a medium that you find appealing. If your burden is bullying, cyber or otherwise, then lament over bullying. Enter into more knowledge of it, and if you have a preferred medium, use that medium to address the topic, and maybe share it. If it is racism, then learn about it, and make something from what you have found, from how it impacted you, and share it. Michael Borns, who is a poet and spoken word artist, he says, and I don't know if he made this up or got it from somebody else, but he says, fight hate with poetry. And the Flowbots, which are another music group, they say fight with tools. Fight with something that is used to build. I think that we should, we are inviting you to express your lament where your passion lies, not where we tell you that your passion should lie, not where I tell you that your passion should lie. I do not believe that a total war mindset is practical to expect. This is all with the caveat of the voluntary, qualified with, if you feel like you have to do something about injustice, if you have been overwhelmed and lament over something and feel like you have to do something, then create. And those that feel that way, I think will not, not be able to find a way to infuse the lament into something creative, uh, i.e. I need an idea for a project at school, and this thing is heavy on my mind. Um, and you are inviting me to pour out if this is, oh, sorry. And you are inviting me to pour out uh, in a creative way. So, yeah. Uh, if someone has entered into lament over racial injustice, then they should go to the resources or engage in conversation and then take that knowledge and take what they feel and read something out. Artists should create art that is birthed from lament to educate and to invite others into that lament. This is not a universal claim that they should only produce from lament. 
It should also produce from the overflow of joy, of course, like the Trinity. Scientists should learn about, though they are already probably aware of, areas to lament over in their field of study. Injustice runs deep in the history of this world, in every arena. And then produce something in their medium. It could be a scientific paper, or just a simple short thesis, or an experiment, or a something. Or it should be that knowledge channeled with lament into some other medium, be it a song with lyrics or lyricless, or drama, visual art, poem, or a book report if someone reads the book and uh, does that. It could be a chance for us to understand each other more, to see where others feel, so that we may hunger and thirst after righteousness on a more universal scale, though we do justice work in a specific way. And also, I invite people to pray. And this is my specific invitation with the passions that I have for this city. Um, I invite people to pray, especially when they hear a siren. Just pray for the city when you hear a siren. Pray beyond just the siren, but pray when you hear a siren. When the air vibrates with the sound of the siren, creation, I believe, is growing. So I invite you to engage in calling the angels to drive back the Prince of Baltimore. Thank you, John. Um, just to give, yeah. I just want to give a little context for for what John just shared. Um, that was actually uh, not initially intended for this time. It was an email conversation that we were having, and so just just so you know, the the stuff that's in John's heart and the degree to which he cares about what we're talking about. Uh, it goes deep, and um, as I was reading the email initially, um, and the email was just um, actually inviting uh, a group of us to, to have a conversation on how do we actually move forward into action um, in light of the things we've been talking about. And, um, and I read John's email, and my, thirst, my first thought was, um, he should probably give um, the, the message on Sunday, <laughs> and and I, and I thought, well, I've been I've been saying that to him pretty much every week, so I don't want to like overdo it. But at the same time, I was just impacted by um, just the honesty and also the the thoroughness of and the thoughtfulness of some of the things that he just shared, and that's why I wanted him to um, to share with you guys as well. And you know, it, it reminds me of. Um, a prayer that I prayed when we started this series, and I want to end with that tonight, uh, which is really um, along those lines that God would take this conversation and would personalize it, and would, um, in doing so, would move it forward in our life, and that it would have um, an expression uh, through what we perhaps already care about, and as we're learning about new things that will matter to us, that those things will converge. And so I want to pray, I want to pray into that um, as we close tonight. Thank you, God. Yeah, thank you, God, just as we've been talking about just um, that you are personal with us, and oh God, you made us each a certain way, um, and um, 
And yet even in, in that and even the ways that we, we think we are already a certain way and gifted or perhaps not gifted in, in certain areas or caring about certain things or not seeming to care about certain things, God, I thank you that you are still growing us. And God, that we haven't reached um, the, the, the extent of um, those boundaries, God, and of, of that discovery and of that growth. And, um, and I thank you, God, that you can take things that we didn't care about and make them things that we care about. And you can, you can take things that um, perhaps were unknown to us and, and allow them to be something that, um, that takes root in us. And you can take things that we already care about and connect them with new things that you are breathing life on and, and giving us a passion and a burden and a lament for. And God, that's my prayer. Um, that you would do that. And it's my prayer that, um, God, we would join uh, in that prayer together and say, God, I want you to grow me in that way. God, I want to care about what you care about. God, make it personal. So God, we, um, we just invite you to do that. And I thank you, God, for the ways that that's going to take shape and um, just for the, the tapestry that you're um, going to create through that in this community and the impact that you're going to create beyond. listen for his leading in that way and if he's speaking to you about something just write it down God is there some place that um, you are inviting us to let you breathe on so as to stoke a flame so as to create passion. Is there something, God, that you are wanting us to tend to and to water so as to let roots grow? So as to let something of substance develop. <clears throat> So as to let fruit be produced. Let us have ears to hear. Let us have feet and hands ready to move. 